listening to Fear, the Nth Cast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. I'm Jason. And I'm not dead. No one thought you were dead. Well, I think someone probably said I was dead. Oh, we were just joking. We thought it was. Funny. I like to assume the worst, you and then be surprised by the outcome. <laughs> uh, well, when when you're on, when we're all three, hey, of us, I'm glad to see you're okay. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> on being Our, alive. I, I don't. I don't feel like that was genuine at all. I am super excited. <laughs> Are you? He yeah. cried for like an hour last week. It was really and, sad. And you consoled him in I only did. in no in a way only you can. Yeah. Right? It's true. Oh, well. that's disgusting. <laughs> Not that one. Get your mind out of it. Not as disgusting as that pre pre show story, <laughs> which will never see the light of day. Oh. It's like episode double zero. I think there, it's, it's a reason alone to become a Patreon member. There are some weird fucking people in this world. There are. It's true. And they're really Really is, and, but we're and they, and they listen all, to our show. They all have Twitter accounts. <laughs> they all listen we, to us. It's amazing. It, it, weirdos just tend to gravitate toward us. That's, I, that's I don't. True. I don't quite understand. I mean, I. Yeah. They think we're we're one of them, and we kind of are. Some aren't, of them. aren't we? Yeah, we are. Aren't I wouldn't we? say we're not. <laughs> I mean, we knew what they were talking about. So, uh, well, if you, it's the first time you ever listened to our show, you're probably lost and confused and you just stumbled your way into this podcast that's named well it says that hasn't doesn't have anything to do with the walking dead no so i don't even know how you decided uh that you would give us a shot but we we appreciate it we do and uh you're going to be hearing about fear the walking dead mid-season finale which is technically episode seven and eight correct which was the unveiling and the children of wrath uh, a lot, apocalypse. A lot was going on in these episodes. We're gonna try to fit mm-hmm. it all into 15 minutes now. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's. I think possible. there's some key ideas we could yeah. discuss, <laughs> and that's what needs to really happen. The key idea is they just did a whole half season of Fear the Walking Dead in five weeks. I, I know, six weeks, six weeks, because yeah. they had two double episodes. That's right. Yeah, the premiere. And then the finale, and then four middle episodes. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm not mad at him for it. I kind of liked it. No, I, I really like that it cut to the chase. It okay. just all happened. So, I think if I hadn't been doing a podcast, I would be a little more upset than I am. But I think it makes sense. I'm like, good. Maybe let's if, go. Let's go. Yeah. Give us stuff to talk about. Maybe if about. that was the only show I was watching right now. But it's not. Uh, it's so. not. Well, that said... I think they did it on purpose. Let's think about what they don't want to compete with what's coming next week. That's right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Because they would lose, even though it's been a great season, they would lose. So did you notice how, okay. Preacher, which will be in our bonus episode for this. (laughs) um, They also mentioned, they had a mention about game of Thrones. So my favorite thing is absolutely, it absolutely is smart. You've got a series that says, Hey, there's no way we're going to go up against that juggernaut. And then you also have the, the other series on AMC acknowledging its existence and kind of, you know, (laughs) trying to ride. I wouldn't say ride on the coattails necessarily, but kind of like, you know, it's trying to make you think that you're plug into that. It's the real world. It is preachers happening in real time. All right, so let's get this started. Um, let's kick this big, as Stephen would say. <laughs> I think we should kind of talk about what we thought of these individual episodes, and then what do we think of this first half of season yeah. three? And maybe we'll just kind of start there, and then we'll kind of pick up the individual um, aspects of these two episodes. Sure. Um, well, because there's one main idea that happens in seven and eight that I really want to talk about. I okay. think that we've talked about it a little bit before, but I feel like it really was brought to the forefront in these episodes for sure. So I like both of these episodes. I, I don't know if I would like them if I watched them individually, but together I liked them. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm. Um, that said, I think this first half of season three has maybe been the strongest of the series. I don't know what you think, but Jason, why don't you go next? Uh, what? Well, it's hey, tough because I really, like, I really I wanted well, to put you on the spot. <laughs> I feel like we should have talked about this before. No, 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 no. no, no. This no is it's more totally fun. fine. I feel like what I'm comparing it to immediately is season two and 
what I know from that. And because, because that's fresh on my mind. It's what I went back through and watched, mm-hmm. which wasn't a fun experience going back <laughs> through and watching that was not enjoyable, but no, I do feel like as far as like, I guess doing things that they hadn't done before and taking a lot of risk as far as the characters go and, um, stepping out in ways that I don't think the walking dead has before. I think in that light, it's really awesome Okay, because yeah, this has become more than like a turf war or a war of ammunition and food or anything like that. It's become, you know, an ancient war. Like, this is my land. I was here before you were, you know, the apocalypse has only even the playing field. Well, so, well, yeah. And, and technically that is a turf war. Well, but I see what yeah, you're, no, I see no, no. what you're saying. Okay. And but maybe what, just more of a war of good, you know, instead of a war of goods, it's a, it is a turf war. Yeah. I liked about how they wanted you to think and then also lever them, try to leverage the fact that it is an ancient battle. Mm-hmm. But then when you really get down to it, it wasn't right. so ancient, and it was also probably more so about revenge of on the right. people that took from me personally, personally yeah. in my lifetime, people that I loved and cared for. Yeah. And then that re- I think that revenge was the greater of the two. And right. so I thought that was an interesting kind of twist. So sure. I would I would also say that the first half of season two was fairly strong. Yeah, on the boat, for sure. <clears throat> on the boat, um, which I liked the callback in episode mm, eight. Yeah, we're gonna, and we're going to get to that because yeah. I have I have a lot of little things that I want to ask sure. about that in particular. So, but that gave you time that that stall. Thank you. Gave you time to so collect I, yourself. Thank you. I really liked uh, seven and eight. I thought they were. I, I agree with you that I think the first half of season three has been the strongest of Fear the Walking Dead. And I think it's been the str- one of the stronger half seasons of the Walking Dead franchise in general. Um, I would put it up there because Interesting. It, I feel like we're finally getting settled. And I like them being in a location trying to deal with new people and then having an enemy that is actually a threat. You know, before the enemy was never was always within. Like we, mm-hmm. we're going to these people mm-hmm. and they're kind of the enemy that we have to see if we can fit with these people, if we can mesh with these people. I like them settling in a place saying, this is our home. We may not agree with these people on everything, but this is where we are. Damn it. And these people that we're against are the enemy because we've made them our enemy because of our choice. Mm-hmm. And, and the war that's maybe coming between the two. I'm excited to see. So I thought it was really good and I like where it's going to head. I'm excited to see the second half of the season to see the resolution of their fight. So did we really have a true villain for this half of the season? No, we have sides. Okay. We have sides because, and that's one thing I like too. Rick has always been, we've always associated him with being the good guy. We're on the right side. We're the good right. guys. And Negan right. is very clearly cut a bad guy. But on this side, the wrongs have been done on both sides. It's, there's no black and white. It's a lot of gray. We've done things that we don't, we're not proud of. We've done things that we're not proud of. But, you know, we, I live over here. You live over there. So we have to be against each other, which I, yeah. I think is different, which I enjoy. It's yeah. not always so different, though, from like Negan and Rick and their story because – I think we've talked about this multiple times in reviewing those episodes that like, you know, cast this TV show in a different light. And would we be on Negan's side? In a lot of cases, probably yes. And so, no. And I think that Walker did some pretty messed up stuff. But also, I mean, it goes really back and forth. And I think they're both people who have made mistakes and are just fighting for land. And one of them, yeah is I think both of them are a little racist and they hate each other just because that's what their nature feels like they need to do or maybe how they were raised. But also there's a hatred there maybe derived from, you know, the past or a long history of hating maybe the skin color or the type of people, but that led to like killing family members and stuff like that. So, but I, I guess I'm not disagreeing with you. Don't think that I think like, 
I don't know which side to root for. Right. No, no, no. On I'm this with point, with, with Rick's group, you're always going to root for Rick's side. And then in this, so far, I'm like, ah. I no, I see what you mean. I don't know if I want to root for the, the, the ranch because these people are awful. I know Madison and Nick and Alicia are there. Cool. But I don't know if I want them to be there. Maybe I'd rather them leave. You know, I just, Well, do you it, think Madison and the kids are like kind of tiptoeing a fence and deciding who's the more righteous of the two groups and I'm not Madison. jump to that side. Not no, Madison. Not no, Madison. No, yeah. no, 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 not Madison at but all. Alicia, I think is really struggling with it. And that yeah. was really apparent in this episode. She's like, I was fine. I was safe. Why did you risk everybody's lives yeah. and kill these innocent people who didn't do anything just to save me? That's not good enough. That's not a good enough reason. Well, because that's what Madison does. Oh, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> she inserts herself into every damn situation and, I don't. I, I see a lot of people have like a disdain toward her character and think that she's right up there with Andrea, which I don't agree with at all. No, but I will agree that she does some pretty. It's some pretty boneheaded stuff, but I don't think she's stupid. Well, she's been consistent. Yes, she's been consistent, and I think. I mean, because let's think about this. She's done some pretty silly things, like. Um, uh, turning on the sign at the hotel. Turning the sign on Stupid. the hotel. Stupid. Just, just doing things that she didn't need. That wasn't her place, or she didn't need to be doing that. Taking those kids away from the island. Mm-hmm. You could argue that. Look, before y'all got there, this family was fine, mm-hmm. and until you got there, I mean, that turmoil is what really set them over the edge. Mm-hmm. The few wouldn't have showed up, uh, and tried to make it better. Uh, those things I don't think would have went down the way they went down. Um, and then going to rescue Alicia, you know, yeah. just putting people in harm's way. What was the other? I was, I was trying to remember. She barged into that warehouse, the gang, oh, the, gang, the gang, yeah. the gang controlled warehouse, trying there. to find Nick. I'm like, and now she's inserting herself into the ranch and trying to assert herself. As, as, I, I wouldn't say she's trying to assert herself as leadership. She, She's a survivor. Clear. Sure. We find yeah. out more about her backstory and her what, what happened. And I remember, I, I want to say it was back in season one, saying something to the effect that she's she's there's something else behind those eyes. Sure. There's there's some sort of darkness there. You you could that was subtle, but just the way she interacted with people didn't feel right to me. Sure. Um, and now we know why. Uh, and that's so, a heavy thing to do as a kid. And it is a heavy thing to do. So we might as well just rip the Band-Aid off and talk about Madison since we're sure. almost there. Um, what Does this change our opinion of Madison now that we know that she took her own father's life? I'm... I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, because we kind of knew that there was something there right. and her... Her justification for it was, I mean, it was a justification. I mean, I'm not going to speak on whether it was right or wrong because that's not for me to decide. But, I mean, you could see. But I think it kind of has motivated her and defined her her whole life because from that point on, that's always who she's been. And she's going to protect her own at the expense of anybody that gets in her way. She doesn't give a shit about collateral damage. Nope. She doesn't care about who she hurts as long as the people that she cares about and she's decided she needs to protect are protected. The The cost is worth it. Which seems so reckless and counterproductive sometimes. The way she handles taking oh, totally. care of her family. Oh, totally. Well, it's because, just like, well, it, makes, it, it ostracizes you from a group. If you, well, if but, all you care about are your it people. Puts everyone, it puts her family especially more at risk. Sure, and that move. She's and, blinded by it. She's blinded yeah. by her desperate need to be in charge and to protect those people. And th- she doesn't think. That is my hardest. And this is where I think she gets a lot of Andrea comparisons mm. is because there's moments where she seems very like tactful and she's thinking out the process or what she needs to do, how she needs to take care of her family, the long run. And then all of a sudden at some moments it feels like she can only see right in front of her. Like she's only seeing 10 feet, 10 feet ahead. Alicia's of her. gone. I need her here. <laughs> yeah. And she's, she's not thinking about the long run yeah. and because she doesn't have control. And I think, I think personally that this, 
she clearly has a savior complex. And oh, she yeah. thinks she's the only one that can save anyone. Yeah. That's why she does all this stupid shit. And it says, trust me, after she does it. Just trust me. I'm like, yeah. no. 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 Um, the first thing that popped into my head was, well, she must have been able to get off easy or maybe there was cover up or something because how else did she become a school guidance counselor? Yeah. After, so clearly that was not on her record. Yeah. <laughs> well, and when she, after what Nick did, she says, do exactly what I say. It, That's right. It's like she had, mm. had experience covering this sort of thing up. That's yeah. right. And so who knows all how all that went down yeah. uh, exactly, but that it had to be something like that. And then I think the savior complex and going through all that and wanting to maybe help people because she never got help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was probably what pushed her into being a counselor. I think, again, trying to help and save people from themselves or rescue them from the from the mire. Uh, and that's why she's never given up on Nick because she, I think in her heart of hearts, she knew that she was going to be the one that, you know, turned him around or... Same know. thing with Troy. Same yeah. thing mm-hmm. with Troy, although I would submit... Now that, it's a control thing for Troy. Yeah. Well, she's hold on. Puppet. She's got him. Yes, yes. But something to think about. Did she see herself in Troy? In his Not just in his situation, but did she see herself in him? So did she not see as, as Nick with the, the drunk herself. dad mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. not there, That's mother right. who was beaten and ended up killing herself? Yeah, I mean, I think so. We think. Yeah. We've been told... Um, another little, put another little bug in your Nugget. ear. When you cast Emma Caulfield oh, yeah. from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and she ends up as being only seen in the videotape that they made, and I know that they talked about her drinking herself to death, mm-hmm. but do you think it's possible that she's not dead? It's possible. I know that. I know I mean, that. How's she going to get back to the ranch? I know that's a crazy thread, but I don't know. I think there's something there. I could be totally wrong. Um, I would like for her to come back and avenge her husband's death, but I don't know. We need yeah. a female villain, and she would be just as good as any. Although I think Ophelia probably could step into that. This role. seems like the show you would have a female villain on. Why not? You've sure. got a female lead, that's right. So yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was weird that I would consider her a high profile enough to not have such a bit role. Does that make sure. sense? That's that's the, really the only reason. Well, that, that does make but sense. But what has she I'm, done since Buffy? Well, I know that's true, but it just seems. But you could have got, got some it. totally other rando. Right. Yeah. Maybe she, maybe her agent is just really good. I guess. Maybe she just wanted to be or in the walk, really yeah, Walking Dead and that's all they could be get. Be part of the lore. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Like people with Marvel. I just want to be in the movies. I want well, to be who, in the Marvel wiki. Who wouldn't? Yeah, that's true. I just want to get killed. So since you brought up <laughs> brought up Ophelia, yeah. I feel like we should talk about her name. Let's go. We went from Madison now Ophelia. Uh everybody knew that she was gonna end up with Walker's group because it was kinda obvious. And by everybody you mean you. I did right. say it, but <laughs> I feel like whenever I call something, it's got to be painfully obvious. Oh, <laughs> like I mean, everyone true. caught on to this. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. everybody's seeing this, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. but that red car is red, right? right. Her motivation <laughs> for hating the ranch—that was a little surprising. Um, that I didn't see coming. Really? Like, with with Otto, I didn't think he would be the one to just like he gave her a sip of water and then basically said, "There's no use for your kind on our ranch because I'm an old racist." I'm I'm kind of surprised he even gave her a sip of water. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, well, he did. He paid. Well, it she forward. was American. He, he paid oh, it forward. Right. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. Oh shit! You're American. Well, here's well, some water. Well, this. Where are you going? <laughs> Santa Fe. It's a long ass way. Uh, travel at night. Find some shade during the yeah. day, or you might die. I liked that. I liked. That there was something darker behind all of that and why she would want to hate them. But then what she did to the ranch, like pretending to be cast out and then poisoning their coffee. Was way worse than what she thought she did to the ranch. (laughs) I mean, sure. She didn't think that it was going to 
killed him. But I mean, what did you think was going to happen? We are in a time without like normal medicine. If you put shit in people's water, what do you think is going to happen? Like, Maybe did she? She was just putting X-lax. She thought she was putting X-lax in tur- Turbolax. She's like I, I, shitting themselves. I thought it was going to be like in Dumb and Dumber, right? right? And it was going to be a real funny scene, right? Where the toilet was ah. broken. <laughs> I'm bleeding, ah. but. I think what we need to take away from that is should we not be terrified that there's groups of people out there that are basically harvesting anthrax? <laughs> well, that, well they've they, yeah, I don't, it out of animal I'm pretty pie? sure that's not a new thing for them. Oh, no, no. I know it's not. I, but they've been doing that for a long time. I and, understand that. So no, I, that is terrifying. For, I'm, I'm glad that they brought an awareness to the public <laughs> now. So kids listening at home. <laughs> don't ever stay at the Blackout oh, Hotel. Just don't, don't do it. Stay away from, <laughs> from what? Stay away from casinos. <laughs> right. They're full of anthrax. <laughs> anthrax and bedbugs. That's not racist. <laughs> you know? No, but then she she so readily has adopted them as her, which is kind of like what Madison has done with the broken jaw. Right. She's like, these are my people. They took me in. Uh, I'm here, so I'm all the way here. Mm. And it's interesting to see people like, okay, well, this is where I am. This is where I have to be. And the group mentality that you have and that you form so quickly, because even seeing Madison, she was like, I cared about the Clarks. They took me in, but I don't really care. I felt bad for a little bit, but now I'm with this group. They're on the other side. So they're my enemies. Well, I mean, when she left, got in the truck and went, that should have been clue enough uh, that she kind of had that attitude. Well, she was well, a little I, out of her mind. Yeah, and, oh, I thought you were dead. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair. Yeah. And let's not forget that the same DNA of her father exactly. runs through her, you know, through her body. Her His blood runs through her veins. Ruthless. So there's some dormant monster waiting yeah. to lurk, and that's that's why I think you could still turn her into a villain. If you needed to. And she is proven to be ruthless. Yes. Ruthless. I mean, she felt bad for the briefest of seconds that she... <laughs> oh, it was? Oh, and... Oh. And then Walker touched her face, and she was fine. Oh. Well, that would do it for me. Wouldn't it? <laughs> His hair is really dreamy. <laughs> Squatting bull. I like Brushing the way... Oh, I like the way you butcher pigs. <laughs> She's quite skilled with your hands. The whole head. Yeah. In an apron. It's time for lunch. He touched her and her sunburn was healed. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Get some rest. (laughs) I got you a bowl of water. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, what's next for her? I think the war coming, she's going to be on their side. And she's going to play a key role. I really do. With planning and, and getting getting everybody ready i think she's going to be important but do we that's another question Do you think there will be any attempt for diplomacy again well i think that's what they're trying to make us believe that the war is off yeah i and i think that's none of y'all believe that do you no okay no 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 because if we're talking about a centuries old skirmish uh 200 years late for redemption and we're talking about (laughs) Getting revenge on the man that killed my father, my uncle, well, and he, whatever. And they got that revenge. They're all gone. That's fine. That's fine. But to think, I mean, Walker said continually that it's not enough. It's not enough. That's not enough. Why would we think the head of Jeremiah would be enough? He gave her the nod. He gave her the nod. The nod, I think, is, oh, we good. You're but a badass. We're yeah. not necessarily going to kill you. But yeah. Jake and Troy are not going to be good. No, and no, no, that's, no, no. That's, that, I think Walker's that's probably right. fine. But Especially Jake and Especially whenever they go to bury that body and they're looking for it. Well, they're head. not going to. It's a closed <laughs> casket. She, he she, shot himself in the head. She took it after the wake. Oh, okay. Clearly. I just want to know how she got it off without getting blood on her hands because she was. I don't know. Troy looks like a grave digger. Yeah, well. He'd dig up the bones of his father, parade him around. <laughs> I'm now. just saying, <laughs> Walker did it. Walker, Walker dug up a grave to he protect desecrated. it, to protect his ancestors. And he felt awful about it. We're, did we watch the Troy same wouldn't. show? <laughs> yeah. 
and they put a cat there and it came back to life. <laughs> That'd be awesome. What are we doing? Where are we so going? where do you how do you think the war picks up from there? What do you think happens? Well, I'm interested to see. I think there'll be a a lull until there'll be a okay. tentative piece. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. So do do any of us believe that Troy and Jake believe that their father committed suicide? I think maybe I Troy. Like, really? I yeah. feel like Jake would before Troy. I kind of think, yeah, I think it would be the other way around, too. Because mm, Jake, I think it's weird. So because he, and he Jake? He, well, yes. I think Jake has more doubt than, I think Jake saw more of who his dad really was. And I think he would, mm. wouldn't believe that, that he would do that. But I think Troy was so young, lived on the ranch, and... I just think Troy would maybe buy it more. I think what Troy knows that Jake doesn't is what Madison's capable of. And Madison didn't do it. And it doesn't matter. She was involved. Okay. She was involved. She was the puppet master. <laughs> she was. She gave him and the chance to do it. Himself. I think that Jake is so wrapped up in uh her daughter and trying to be a diplomat and trying to bring peace. He's not He's not paying attention to all these things. I think Troy gets it. Will get it. I mean, anytime you get wrapped up when what we were told was a girl that was still in junior in high school in the first season, and it's only been two months, and now all of a sudden she's 18. Mm -hmm. They held her back. Uh, oh, did they? Yeah. They must have, even though she was an exceptional student. Right. Well, that's why, because they held her back. <laughs> I think it's fake they idea. held her back so that people wouldn't go... You, because <laughs> this guy was a lawyer and had plenty of experience. Yeah, let's see, eighteen, six to get out of school. Oh jeez, oh, he's no. at least twenty four. What's wrong with that? Age is just a it's number. Just a number. I don't know. Age is just a number, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you used that recently. No, I've never, <laughs> never used that. I either. hope not. It just makes me think of uh, Evil Dead. Yeah. Okay. So I think Jake, because of his propensity to want to negotiate and abide by the rules and laws of the old world, is in my mind what makes him less likely to think, or excuse me, him to be fooled more easily because he's being, he's essentially being fooled all this time into thinking. So that, you think Jake is not going to figure it out or does figure it out? Not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Troy's the one who's going to. Oh, wait, that's not what I got out of what he said at all. Neither did you. Yeah, oh, that's okay. So maybe we should be clear. We're all here. on the same page. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So we think Troy knows what's up. Yes. And Jake is stupid. Yes. Oh, that's what I thought. Wow. Did I, <laughs> did I say it wrong? I think he did. Oh, because he and I are over here like, wait a minute. <laughs> You just contradicted what, what you... Sorry. But no, but no, <laughs> no, no. I think Jake is the one who's like, oh, yeah, that's totally what happened. Well, first of all, when you got a young thing like that, your mind ain't right anyway. Apparently. Right. You make stupid decisions <laughs> like, uh, I know that we just killed four of them. I'm going to take them to water and their hostage back, and it's all going to be fine. Yeah, no, but 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 Troy's got the street smarts. Um. Yeah, and he he's got Madison in his ear. Troy's and, more equipped for this world, and, anyway. and he's going to figure it out. But it's going to be weird because that relationship, which had potential, kind of has the potential one way or the other. It could strengthen, or it could just totally blow up. And we're going to see. We're going to see Madison what happens. And Troy, yeah, yeah. And then Nick, okay. Nick's the Nick is always the wild. <laughs> he is. I, I love what they've done. They've got Troy and Madison aligned. Maybe not anymore if he finds out. Yeah. Jake and Alicia align, and mm -hmm. then you got Nick, ever the wild card. Well, and that's what's going to make the this guy he was aligned with, he just killed. The Clarks, <laughs> it's going to be the yeah. Clarks versus the Auto Boys. And it would be interesting to see who, because like Alicia could side with Jake because she's not real happy with her mom right now. And so I'm just, it, it's, it's just interesting to think, well, what's going to happen? Like, who's going to be on what side and who's going to end up running the ranch now that Jeremiah is gone and all four founders are no longer around? Mm. I think that the second half of the season, almost everyone is going to get back together. I think, I don't know, I don't know exactly where the hell Strand is going. 
He's we don't know where the hell exactly Daniel is. My thought is that he went back to the dam. Of course. And because he thinks Ophelia's dead. So, yeah, I'm going to go be here where it can be helpful. So, what do y'all think is going on with Strand? I mean, I want to know how he got out of that hotel. He was in deep shit, like surrounded by walkers, didn't have any stranded. weapons. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Very nicely done. No smile on my face. Very nicely done. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know what's going on with Strand. I think he's he's trying to find himself and seeing the Abigail and remembering what life was like before. He was and home. He was home. Yeah. He was home. And then his little conversation with the cosmonaut was, I thought, a great scene. I don't oh, know. I, did too. I don't know how yeah. other people reacted to it, but the last words and that poor cosmonaut, like <laughs> the world ended two days before I was supposed to land. I'm kind of stuck up here, and I'm going to die up here. You know what I? What I think is interesting is, depending on when he was up there, it would be cool to th- just to think that is it possible that he's not infected somehow? Right, sure. right? Because because we don't know what it is. Is it possible? I think it's possible. I don't think it's probable, I mean, but it is possible. Yeah, he could if he'd been up there for like a year. Now, yeah, how now long? He's, now he's still. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know how long he's been up there. They stay up there for months at a time. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> I mean, he's going to die up there <laughs> or yeah. that thing's yeah. going to come out of orbit at some point. Right. I mean, well, he's yeah. going to run out of food. Well, yeah, they can't get more supplies to him. Right. So I don't know. That's just kind of interesting thing. And I, what I liked about it and the whole reason behind it, uh, my, my belief is anyway, is that we, not so much the audience. Cause we, we already have, we already know that it's a global thing, but I don't, I think it was good for Strand to be reminded or informed that it com- was completely global. Yeah. The world's lights went out. The world's dead. Can you imagine? Because it, it, just think about that for a second. At any given point, you're you're orbiting the planet. It, in, you're you're going to see dark, but then it's going to be, well, it makes sense because yeah. the sun's on the other side. and. and or, or or it's during the day or whatever, but all the lights went out. Yeah. So yeah, this is just ah, that would be so creepy. And to, yeah. to be up there and then know that you're up there by yourself, but then you're up there. There's no one and down there, there is, watching, and there is no one else. You are truly alone, and it almost be. I don't think it. I don't think it would work out this way that he could be the last man standing. I think every. I think yeah. you know he he would die before. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting story to explore. But what I did like about it is, hey, Strand, this is much bigger than what you think, and there's really nowhere to outrun yeah. this. And I think that's what led. Part of me thought, okay, is this finally going to be the time when he gets the gumption up to yeah. get rid of himself? But no, he loves himself too much <laughs> well, to ever let that happen. And, and he casts away his old life, burning exactly. the Abigail. Yeah. Exactly. He's letting it go. He's like, well, nothing is ever going to be the same again. That's right. So I need to either adapt or die. In the scene with the fire reflection and the sunglasses, he's yeah. probably part of him probably is like, I wish I had a camera I, uh, to take a picture God, of myself. God, because I wish there was selfie. YouTube. God damn it, I look good. <laughs> Get so many hits on Snapchat. Oh my god! Um, so it'd be interesting to see where he goes from there because he's, like you said, he cast off this yeah. old life mm-hmm. and what he considered home, and it was that last piece that connected him with with the person that I feel he did truly love. Although I don't think anyone would ever believe that of him, <laughs> but I think in his heart of hearts, he loved him. He did love him. I think that was evident enough. Not enough to die with him, and that's fine. But I. I'm curious to see where the hell is he going to go next? Mm -hmm. My guess would be, does he go, does he try to get back to the dam? I don't think so. I don't think Daniel would ever let him back. No, and I don't think so either. But I do think they're going to spend the second half of the season getting the band back together. Sure. Somehow. I'm just not real sure how that plays out for Strand. And where does how he much, fit? And where does he fit in? Because you I don't, don't think he'll like disappear and then wander in a season later. I'd be fine with that. Sure. I'd be fine with that. 
And we'd have a whole strand backstory. Yeah. Because I'm not be like Morgan. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just go be gone for a while. I have to clear. Now that might be a little too similar. It might be. What on earth are you talking about? It might be. <laughs> but I also do think that that, and maybe not a whole season, maybe just like maybe we'll some see episodes. Until season four. But I think that that time would be a good transition into who he's becoming hmm. instead of just like jumping straight from, because you don't want it to feel too abrupt, like, oh, you burnt it down and now you're a completely different person. You know, I think a little bit of time would help his transition, his character's transition. Sure. I think. It'll be interesting to see where, what characterization takes place for him. If he changes at all. Yeah. Or if he just adapts to. I hope he does. Now I'm just going to be the smooth talker trying to take from people in the apocalypse. Now, how's that really working out for him? It hasn't. (laughs) So he's got to rework his game plan. Yeah, he's got to he's got to find something of value I, to give to people. I think he's gonna maybe hold up for a little bit. Yeah, and you know, it's halftime for Strand. <laughs> he makes some adjustments and then get back out there and kick some ass, drink some Gatorade. <laughs> no, I really do. No, I agree. Really do. Um, so I don't know what's going on with Daniel. We see him at all. We, we, flash uh, dream sequence or fever dream. Don't take yeah. your pants off, Ophelia. <laughs> Clothes protect you. Clothes protect you, like, sweetie. Shut up, Daniel. No, go Keep ahead. It down. <laughs> Stop sexting your boyfriend, Ophelia. That's basically yeah. what. That's basically yeah, what he was what saying. Oh, you're not saying that because you want me to be safe. You're saying that because you're my dad. Exactly. Yeah. You can't date until you're you married. What does that even mean? Let me be me. The Earth will protect me. Leave me alone, Dad. The Earth is a fiery cauldron, sweetie. Like boys. Did we cover? Did we cover what you wanted to talk about? A little bit. Here's my question. Okay. We talked about how this is like a blood feud, centuries old mm-hmm. feud. Mm-hmm. So, in the apocalypse, does everything that happened before the fall of the world still matter, or does everything reset? Because I feel like some people are motivated with like, it doesn't matter what happened before. The world is different now. We don't need to worry about that. We just need to move forward. And other people are now using this as an opportunity to settle old scores, to pay old debts, sometimes to their detriment, because Mm. all of these grudges and everything that we believed before, why does it matter now? And I think that's one thing that happened in The Walking Dead. They're like, "We've, we've remade the world. We can make the world now in our own way. And what happened before doesn't matter. Now all that happens is going forward in the future. And I feel like here in fear, some people are still stuck in Mm -hmm. righting wrongs from the past. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe that's not the best motivation. But it's an idea that I was just trying to think like, well, what would I do in this situation? Like, would I worry about everything that happened before? Or would I really be like, okay, none of that matters at all. But this is all stupid. He also thinks it was was prophesied in those cave paintings. And so... I think in Walker's mind, there's no disconnect and there's no difference. This was all one sequence leading up to this event that is happening right now from what he sees in the paintings. So the black helicopters flying by (laughs) as we speak. Okay, not even just Walker, but like (laughs) Jeremiah. Jeremiah is very clearly racist, very clearly still concerned about things that happened in the past, still talks terrible about the people from the reservation, and... What does that matter at this point anymore? Yeah, yeah. On his side, absolutely. What does it matter? I like, think it depends. It. I think it depends. I think if it's a matter of you're on my land, well, if that land is full of resources that you need to survive, then you just continue to leverage this this fury and this anger and this feud as not so much trying to make something new and say, I'm going to go take that from them. Well, they never should have had it to begin with. And, and if we get it back, then we're set because we got water and maybe there's some livestock or, some, you know, crops or something like that. But from that perspective, I think then you can, then it kind of does matter. But by and large, you're right. It doesn't matter if it's just, I think it's crippling them. This war. Oh, no, absolutely. This war is based off of something that, honestly, at this point, doesn't matter. I, oh, yeah. I haven't I seen anything on that land 
I mean, I feel like they have enough space to live now, but I haven't seen anything. And they have, they do have some water, but they gave most of it to Walker now. Yeah. Which Jake did. Yeah. And so they have some wells there, but what's stopping you from digging wells where you are? Yeah. Like if it was a natural spring, something that you can't recreate, I get that. That mm-hmm. that's my that's my only two cents to the conversation because I don't think any of us can really disagree with the notion because what what does it matter? What most grudges are stupid to begin with. Sure. And most grudges and even wars are over us a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, most most fights that you've been in is because you've had unmet expectations, right? And a lot of that has to do with the fact that you just didn't articulate your expectations from the other party and they never did it as well. And sure. so you have this thought in your mind as to what what ne- what needs to be what, and they have this idea and you're not getting what you want. They underestimated how wrong they were. Exactly. <laughs> sure. So, but it just was really brought to the forefront when when Walker kept saying, it's not enough. It's not enough. You know, they killed my dad. They killed my uncle. They killed all these people. They stole land for my people. And like, and Jeremiah was being like, they couldn't hold the land because they didn't know what to do with it. And I can hold the land now. So it's mine. And I'm just like, yeah. this is and, and just not, ridiculous. Yeah, not that I want to take it there, but is it like an ode to where we're at right now? Do you think they're making just a statement? So, I kind of feel like they were. And I, not that I want to dig into that on this podcast, but. I think that shows like this try to make statements. I think you I think you can find anything you're looking for in any anything. Yeah. Saying inference right? is sure. optional. <laughs> um because that's what most people do. Sure. Uh but you have to understand where does that come from? That comes from me thinking about me first. And so if that's the case, then nobody else matters. And it doesn't matter that the world fell down. It doesn't matter that your skin is a different color. You're not me. It doesn't matter that you you don't have money or you do have money. You're not me. And so I come first and everyone else be damned. And when you have that attitude. Like Madison. Yeah. When you have that attitude, you don't give a shit about anything other than yourself. And sure, you maybe you give you – know, Maybe give a shit about some people that you've let in and be close to you, but then anything outside of that circle, fuck it. Yeah, you're you're yeah. dead to me. And but that's that's just human nature. And so I think to me, th- th- that's what I've kind of liked so much about this season is just another more insight into the human nature mm-hmm. aspect and how people hold on to shit. Because that's all they know, mm-hmm. and they feel like that's what's going to give them control and stability, and it's just too much change, and I don't like change, and so I'm going to try to control that and minimize my anxiety around this yeah. mm-hmm. n- new world order that we have. Yeah, they want to control whatever they can control. And I I understand that. I I would probably be the same way. And I'm certainly not saying that there should be a utopia where everybody works together and everybody's just happy-go-lucky. Like, there's there's walkers now and all of the governments and everything have fallen so we can make this beautiful world that that we should. But the the reckless loss of life, the reckless... I mean, it just seems very cavalier and very not well thought out because you're so worried about things from the past instead of saying... Is it worth it at this point now to so, hold on to that? I think, yeah, I think it's just an excuse for getting what they want. And sure, they feel like they well, it's absolutely. It's like the yeah. governor in the prison. Like, I'm going to make up a reason to be mad at these people so that I can get everybody over there to go take down the prison. W- whatever I have to do to justify my actions so that I get what I want. Yeah. That's killing what I'm people do. Mm-hmm. and yeah. So, newsflash: Utopia would never work. Oh no, you know why? Because there's fucking people in it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just yeah. can't work because there's people. Yeah, I just I didn't want people to think that I'm saying that I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for no. utopia to. Well, and no, that's no. what Walker wants. You know, he's imagining life without the white man and having land back, and they survived just fine before we got here. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, moving on from there. 
Yeah. We need to look at the parallel between the, your question yeah. and then what Nick did. Sure. And then we'll wrap this up, I think. So Madison's nego- to basically negotiating with Jeremiah to go ahead and do this yourself. And you know it's the right thing to do. And then Nick comes in and finishes and finishes the job for her. I think she would have done it eventually. Oh yeah, she she had the gun cocked <laughs> she and loaded. She's ready to go. Yeah, she, she yeah. But I think she was giving him every opportunity to to do it himself. Um, so do you think what do you, what do you think Nick's reasoning was in that instant? Because all we really were shown is he walked in at a point when Jeremiah was seemingly a little belligerent. He didn't have a gun in his hand. He wasn't, I mean, he's an older man. I don't, I don't think he was too threatening. Um, Do you want to go or do you want me to go? You go. Okay. I think Nick had kind of convinced himself that Jeremiah deserved it because Mm. all the lies that he told to people murdering the, uh, Walker's uncle and then Walker's dad and keeping it from him, not ever having to pay the cost for it. The way that he mistreated his children. I mean, there was a bunch of reasons mm. why Nick felt like Jeremiah needed to pay for what he'd done. And seeing his mom there with the gun cocked and ready to shoot, he was like, she's done enough. She's suffered enough. She's got enough <laughs> blood on her hands. I can take this one. That's what I think. I feel like he was became the parallel, or became he became his mother when she was a child. Yeah, and, I have to that, to protect moment. people I yeah. care about. Right. I need to take out the threat. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I do as well. It, it, there's a lot of there's a lot going there, and there's a going on. You could unpack that for hours. I don't sure. I don't think we need to. But it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because I don't think it's going to be one of those things where he pops a cap in him and that's the end of it. <laughs> We're going to – that's going to get explored and I think that's great. I think I think it should be because that fits right into what we're talking about where it's like our actions have consequences. Well, they should. And they should. Yeah. Um, and it, that this is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, that is a huge step. Whether, Taking coming to a place, killing the leader—that's that's a big deal. That is the biggest of deals. Whether it, you think it he was deserved foretold <laughs> at the beginning, though. <laughs> they, yeah, they were going to have that place. But I mean, it's not like they're going to just take over the ranch now because Jake and Troy think they're in charge. Yeah, but you get rid of Jake, and then you have. But do you think Troy is just going to sit sit bend over for Madison? Just let her take the lead, or even for I Nick. Would. Well, <laughs> I mean, she is single now, so it's fine. Phenomenal. And she is a robot. Yeah. yeah. What do y'all think that says to like the mental status of of Nick? Because he was already talking about with the goon squad, you know, being totally fine with being the one hangs back and commits suicide or whatever. Yeah, I don't think he's afraid of death, and I think that's an important place to reach for oh. sure. I think he's he's held. Hands with death on many occasions <laughs> yes. and survived. Well, and we, they talked about that even <laughs> yeah, Strand right. and like Strand early on in season one. Like you know, he's cheated death so many times. He's not afraid of anything. He was built for this world, and I think it's just more proof that he mm-hmm. is. I, I th- he obviously he drank less of that coffee than anybody else, but his <laughs> he's junk- had right. enough his, drugs in his body. <laughs> yeah, please, he his junk, immunity. his junky body said, "What's this?" Get out of here. I remember the first time <laughs> I did anthrax. <laughs> Give me that anthrax. I'm going yeah. to start it up. Yeah. They, told, they told me it was meth. It was <laughs> No, but I, okay, I want to talk about this just real quick. The music mm. in this. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons I like this season so much. But like Stand By Me by key theory i think is who did something like that who did the version i was like oh this fits so perfect this so you like that oh, no i loved it so okay. good i remember laying there and hitting robin and going well this isn't bad <laughs> well, yeah the music i think has just been killer. what were you pointing at when you said that <laughs> and then you followed up with and now what would what what uh, do, do we do with this <laughs> It wasn't the placenta. Ah, oh. 
Ah, the afterbirth, as yes. it were. Oh, that's not time for that yet. <laughs> but the music, yeah, the music okay. has really been on point, and I think that's helped the season no, I tremendously. Think it was awesome too. Awesome. Well, it was a nice finish, and I'm ready for season, the second half. I'm ready. Okay, so real quick, second half. Uh, we don't know when The Walking Dead season eight starts. Yeah. I would speculate. Oh wait, we do know when Fear of the Walking Dead comes back. Is it September tenth? I think so. Okay. Soon as Game of Thrones is over. Yes, actually <laughs> yeah. it is. So, because Game of Thrones is only seven episodes. Right. Yeah. So I think it may be quite literally the week after. <laughs> yep. um, and they're knocking things, on the door and saying, we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> they've got eight episodes they've got to get in before The Walking Dead starts because they're not going to have them on the same time. Well, they know they can do it in six weeks, so it's fine. Yeah. So I think they're going to – well, we don't know – that. The Walking Dead could be anywhere from mid to late October. Mm-hmm. Late October would be inconsistent with what they've done the past it's already couple of seasons. Though. But it's yeah, it's, it's you think they'll double up like they have been. I think I think that they may. Uh, oh no, you mean uh, Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead on at the same no, 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 time? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like releasing double episodes. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, they may yeah. do exactly what they did, where two hour per. Right. Premiere to our finale. Yeah, and and I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it works. Yeah, I think it works too. So I'm excited to see what happens. I want to I want to see how all this plays out because it's like, okay, we didn't have this big cliffhanger. We resolved some major plot points, but left enough mystery to entice me to contemplate, well, what happens now? Yeah. But didn't leave me hanging, and I appreciated that. Yeah. So uh, it'd be interesting to see where they go from there. So we want to know what you thought of the first half of season three. Let us know on Twitter at fear nthcast or send us an email fear at nthcast.com. Um, and Hey, we'll see you probably in like a day or two yeah. with our yep. coverage of preacher episode yeah. four. So if you haven't been listening to that, make sure you do. If you haven't watching preacher, I don't know what's wrong with you. It's a fantastic You've show. Messed up. Season two has been. I, I, do we say it's been better than season one? It's certainly gone in a different direction. Different. Yeah, and it's I, not. I love it. I love. I love season one. All right. right. Yeah. So sit tight. We'll. You'll hear from us in a day or two. In the meantime, fight the dead. Fear, Fear the, the nth cast. Well, they're not going to fucking let you take the placenta home. That they goes, do. They that, do. Oh, that goes in the they bag of all, human waste. They but do if, it all the time. If it's a home birth, then right, you're 100% yeah, finders you're, keepers. you're already there. <laughs> finders keepers. I don't have to take anything home. Yeah. I am home. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rules against it. This is going at the end. But I, I, think, I think they do take it home. I really do.